This is the Building Resilience Podcast, Episode 80, Creating Joy. Welcome to the Building Resilience Podcast, where you will learn all about building resilience in yourself and helping others build it too. Drawing from the principles of positive psychology, neuroscience, and coaching, I will help you face all the challenges and adversities that life throws at you and help you do more than just survive. I will help you thrive. I am your host, Leah Davidson, and I am a certified life coach and speech language pathologist. I will help you manage your mind, your emotions, deal with your stress and your overwhelm, and lead a more purposeful and joyful life. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. How are you doing? I apologize for my voice. I have a little bit of a hoarse voice today, but I wanted to get this recorded anyway. So hopefully you are enjoying the summer. School is out. Sunshine is out. Hopefully you're getting out as well. If you listen to, I think it was last week's podcast where we talked about the importance of getting out in nature. So hopefully you're doing that. Now, several weeks ago, I was asked to give a keynote at a women's conference and the theme was meant for joy. And I thought I would share some of my thoughts that I gave at the conference. And the idea is really we're meant for joy. We're here, we're having this human experience, and we are meant to experience joy while we're having it. First, I just want to define joy. And I borrowed from the brilliant work of Brene Brown. Everybody loves Brene Brown. She says, we often confuse happiness with joy. We want to have both in our life, but let's look at the difference between them. Happiness is fleeting. It's a state of well-being. It isn't a way of life that we choose. It is based on what happens to you, not who you are. It's temporary and it's circumstantial. It depends on what is happening around you. You may then not be able to feel happiness based on what's going on around you, but you can feel joy. Joy is not temporary. It's not circumstantial. We'll dive into this in a little bit further in the episode. But it doesn't depend on what is going on around you because joy is an attitude, an emotion that we can create that comes from feeling connected to yourself and to your maker. You need to be vulnerable in order to experience joy. And joy is accessible to all of us. It's one of the greatest gifts that life has to offer and it counterbalances pain. Joy is all about being focused on the present and we can find joy in the here and now. And Brene also talks about how joy is like twinkle lights. And I'm going to read an excerpt from her book, The Gift of Imperfections, because I love what she says. I love twinkle lights. I just had my son get married and their theme was stars, sun, and moon. And they had twinkle lights everywhere. It was an outdoor tent wedding. And I just love twinkle lights. So let's hear what she says. She says, twinkle lights are the perfect metaphor for joy. Joy is not a constant. It comes to us in moments, often ordinary moments. Sometimes we miss out on the bursts of joy because we're too busy chasing down extraordinary moments. Other times we're so afraid of the dark that we don't dare let ourselves enjoy the light. A joyful life is not a floodlight of joy. That would eventually become unbearable. I believe a joyful life is made up of joyful moments, gracefully strung together by trust, gratitude, inspiration, and faith. So I also shared something that if you've been listening to this podcast, then you'll hear that I've shared the idea many times that life is 50-50. And while I truly believe that we are meant to have joy, along with joy comes all the other stuff. Because how can we know joy if we don't know the opposite? 
And I love this cute story about two fish. So there's these two young fish swimming along and they happen to meet an older fish swimming along in the opposite direction. And he says to them, morning boys, how's the water? In that accent, of course. (laughs) And the two young fish, they swim on for a bit before one turns to the other and says, what is water? Because they don't have a clue. They're always in it. They have no concept of how good it feels to be swimming in water, how it is the way for them to live because they've never been out of water. But if we were to remove them, how much would they be longing for water then? How much would they appreciate the water once they no longer have it? So I like to think of joy as being in water. How do we know joy? Well, because as humans, we happen to spend a lot of time out of the water. Why do we spend a lot of time out of the water? Well, nothing's gone wrong. We do because life is 50-50. So if you haven't heard me talk about it, it's one of my most favorite things to teach because it's one of the things that helped me the most. So basically we're here to have joy and we are here to deal with opposition in all things. We hear all the time people say, you need to be happy. You have to have joy all the time. You need to do things that you feel passionate about. You need to feel good all the time. We need to be 100% all the time. Otherwise something is wrong. We say things like, I just want my kids to be happy. And if our kids don't look happy, we ask them, what's wrong? Well, being happy 100% of the time, first of all, would be impossible. But how can we have happy all the time if we know that there is opposition in all things? How could we even know what happy is if we ever knew what sad is? We only know joy when we felt pain. We only know easy because we know hard. How would we know what light is if we've never felt darkness? So it would be pretty much a miserable world if we didn't have the full range of emotions. So if we understand that we are meant to live 50-50, we're meant to have easy and positive and good, and we're also meant to have negative and bad and hard. And again, 50-50, it's not an exact science. Sometimes it's going to be 80-20, sometimes it's going to be 37. But in the end, the point I want to really get across is when we look back at our life, we'll find that there have been ups and downs. Life has pretty much been 50-50. It's been a roller coaster ride where we hit the peaks and the valleys. And if we understand this, then sometimes that can lift the burden that we often feel because as humans, we really aren't happy all the time. We struggle with creating joy, but we don't have to be unhappy about being unhappy. We can just understand okay, this is just part of life. I'm having an unhappy day today, nothing's gone wrong. So the first thing I do want to tell you is, yes, we are meant for joy, but nothing has gone wrong if you're struggling in your life to create and feel joy. If you're in dark times or feeling and holding on to joy is hard for you, nothing's gone wrong. Now that brings me to my next point, that joy is a feeling. We feel joy. We can feel joyful. And what do we know about feelings? What are they created by? Hopefully everybody is not is going to say they're created by thoughts. They are not created by the circumstances in our life. If we want to feel joy, we need to be thinking thoughts that create the feelings of joy. So if you want to feel joy or you want to create joy, look to your thoughts. And this can sometimes be hard to do. So I'm going to give you a few ideas that may help you out. I want you to ask yourself two questions. Firstly, I want you to think back to a moment that you have felt joy in the past. And then stop and pause and ask yourself, what were you thinking during those moments? 
And the second thing I want you to ponder is if you were to feel joy right now, what do you think you need to be thinking? Now, maybe you aren't at a place yet to think those thoughts, but I want you to brainstorm thoughts that you could think that would bring you joy. And sometimes it's hard to come up with these thoughts. Sometimes we do need to look on the other side of feelings and take a sneak peek at some actions. So you can ask yourself, back to a moment you felt joy in the past, what were you doing? What actions were you taking? Or even to go far back and ask yourself, what brought you joy as a child? And then if you did feel joyful right now and you had this perfect life that you desired and you were so joyful, what is it that you would be doing? What would you introduce into your life? What are you not doing now waiting for joy to suddenly appear? Answering these questions can give you an idea of what you can be focusing on as the actions in your life. Sometimes we have to just do and act as if we are joyful. Take steps to do things that have brought us joy in the past. Allow ourselves to get lost in an activity or an adventure. We can't always wait around to feel motivated. Sometimes we need to just do and then the motivation comes. So I want to encourage you to create a joy list. I want you to think of 10 things that bring you joy. Maybe they've brought you joy in the past. And make the list because I want you to make sure that on a daily basis, well, and if not daily, then at least weekly, you're doing something on that list that creates joy. If you struggle in finding things that create joy, then I just want you to think of one thing that makes you feel slightly better and start with that. Now, there actually has been a lot of research on joy. So I do want to share with you what the experts are saying, what the research tells us. These are some ideas that if you have a hard time coming up with things to do to feel joy right now on a personal level, then you may want to try out some of these things. So I'm going to give you 10 practical ways to increase your joy. So these are things that you can do. Even though, as I said, joy comes from your thoughts. But sometimes we need to start doing things to generate some of these thoughts. So the first thing that we can do is practice gratitude. You want to acknowledge the good in your life. Now, gratitude is very closely linked to joy. The more we're able to practice gratitude, the more joy we can feel. And gratitude is really something that anybody can practice. Even at your lowest of lows, you may just be grateful for the breath that you have. And it's okay if you have to start with the smallest thing. The point is, as soon as you start practicing gratitude, you will start looking for things to be grateful for. The second thing is surround yourself with people who are uplifting and inspiring and joyful. It feels good to be around people who uplift us. And laughter and inspiration and joy can actually be contagious. So look at who you're spending the most time with. Ask yourself, if they're adding more joy to your life or if they're draining you and surround yourself with more people who uplift you. The third thing we can do to generate more joy in your life and seems simple and basic, but engage in proper self-care, sleep, exercise, nutrition. You don't want to underestimate the power of taking care of yourself. And just remember, there are different seasons in your life. So if you happen to be in a season where you have little ones and your sleep is lacking, it's okay. It won't stay like this forever. Do the best that you can. The next one, number four, is find meaningful ways to contribute. 
try to get really specific about what you want to contribute. Is there an activity that you can volunteer for? Something specific that you can do for somebody, a family member, a friend. There are so many opportunities for us to serve and you can start serving just like right in your own family. We can serve our neighbors, our friends. Contribution in a meaningful way is a great way to get joy. Now, the fifth thing that you can do is you can create daily habits and routines and rituals that help you put your focus where it is meant to be. So we can create things that we do on a daily basis that will bring us joy. Maybe it is doing some meditation, doing some exercise. Maybe you're an artist, so it's doing some painting. Maybe you enjoy puzzles. Maybe you enjoy reading. Maybe you have a habit of prayer. Maybe you love reading devotionals or scriptures. We want to be doing things on a daily basis as part of our routine that give us a boost. So create a habit for yourself where you're always including something joyful. Now, the sixth thing is to serve and give generously. When we are serving others and giving generously, we will find joy. However, I do want to caution you that service can be an amazing part of life, but we need to make sure we are taking care of ourselves first. And we go back to the analogy of being on an airplane and the oxygen masks fall. The first person we need to take care of and give oxygen to is ourselves. If we do not do that, then we are at risk of losing ourselves and then we're not going to be able to serve anybody anyway. So self-care, and I'm going to say this over and over again, it is not selfish. In fact, not doing self-care is selfish because you're not taking care of yourself and then you're limiting who you can serve down the road anyways. So make sure that your pitcher of water is full before you start filling everybody else's cup. This is such an important point because service, yes, it's a great way to find joy. Serve other people, get lost in service, think of other people, but you cannot do that when you're running on empty yourself. So you have to make sure that you're taking care of yourself and replenishing yourself daily. The seventh thing we can do is to be present and just focus on the small moments. Now, they say that anxiety lives in the future, depression lives in the past. When we spend too much time in either the future or the past, we really do run the risk of not seeing the joy that is in the present moment. While it's important to have goals because they help us focus on our destination, where we want to go, we do want to enjoy the process. We want to enjoy the journey. So you want to be fully present, focus on the small things because really life is made up of all the small things. Now, the eighth thing you can do is smile and laugh. I mentioned earlier that it is contagious, but smiling and laughter is really contagious. So I want you to right now, while you're by yourself listening to this, I want you to just start laughing. And what you'll find is it doesn't take long before fake laughter actually turns into real laughter. So you want to make sure that you're laughing every single day. And even if you have to fake it first, find things that make you laugh. Maybe it's a good friend who you always have a good time with. Maybe it's a funny book. Maybe it's a YouTube video. Bring laughter into your life and that will invite more joy. Now, the ninth thing is to invest in experiences. Now, many people have goals that they want to purchase things, and there's nothing wrong with having goals and material possessions. For example, you might want a nice house 
or a certain car or a certain amount of money in the bank account. However, these things do not bring you happiness or joy. Now, the research has actually shown that you'll gain much more happiness and joy when you invest in experiences over material goods. And this is because experiences are things you can share with others. They're things that you can anticipate. They're things that you can relive afterwards. So experiences allow you to stretch and grow and have fun. So make sure that you're investing in experiences, whether that's time you spend with friends or you travel or you go to see a show, go on a nature walk, invest in daily experiences. You get so much more bang for your buck when you are investing in those things. And then lastly, celebrate you. Celebrate everything about you. One of the keys to being confident is the knowledge that you are amazing and messy all at the same time and embracing both. Not only is life 50-50, but you are also 50-50. You have strengths, you have weaknesses. That's exactly how it was intended to be. You can use your strengths to help others and you can work on your weaknesses or you can just embrace them and accept them. We want to continuously be growing, but just remember that any progress that we make, any growth that we choose to do is not because we need to do it to prove our worthiness. We're doing it just to have fun. We're doing it because we like doing it. Your worthiness does not change. So celebrate all things about you. Embrace everything about you. So those are some simple tips to help you create joy. Now remember, again, joy is a feeling. And in order to create a feeling, you need to be looking to your thoughts. But sometimes actions can help too. And this is where the model comes into play. When you've talked a lot about the model where you have your circumstance and you have thoughts about your circumstance and your thoughts will create your feelings, fuel your actions, create the results in your life. But the model is kind of like a puzzle. So then you can just ask yourself, what would I need to be thinking in order to create joy? Or if I did feel joy, what kind of things would I be doing? Or if I want my result to be joy, then what actions would I have to take to get there? So play around with using this model that you think, you feel, you act. And play around and figure out what brings you joy. Have fun with it. Even just trying to find more joy in your life can be pretty joyful. So have a wonderful week. Actually make a joyful week. See you next time. Thank you for listening to the Building Resilience Podcast. If you're interested in learning a little bit more about managing stress, building resilience, and leading a more purposeful life, then make sure we're connected on Instagram and Facebook at Leah Davidson Life Coaching. You can also subscribe to my weekly newsletter at www.leahdavidsonlifecoaching.com forward slash newsletter. Looking forward to connecting.